Hello and welcome to Lighthouse Church Spiritual Warfare Podcast. I'm here once again with a very hot and sweaty David Thomas. <laughs> very hot, very sweaty. It's been a, it's been a scorcher it's today. It's been beyond scorcher. It's hi, been <laughs> Hi, yeah, hi. I guess it's pretty apt that what we're looking at today is the enemy, because it's like we're in... Do I say... Hell? Hell? <laughs> Fiery torment like it's that hot in Queensland today. I don't yeah. know. Probably not that similar to hell when you think about it. But... Well, I, 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 I'd have to actually say it's relative because when I was up in Manumar the one time, I forgot that they were north of the equator. I thought they were south. So I tried to time my visit to them in the my winter. Yeah. I actually got them in their peak summer. You know? <laughs> well, they've only got one, one weather system, summer. Yeah. You know? But you've got different degrees of summer and I had dry, hot summer. <laughs> yeah, and that would have been... And it would have made this look cool. Wow. I can't even imagine that. So, yeah, what we are going to be talking about today is the enemy, and we're really going to start start our journey on looking at the enemy of God, which is Lucifer, Satan, and we're going to start today. David tells me we're going to be looking at 23 names different... and titles. Names and titles of yeah. the enemy throughout the Bible. So that's where we're going to go today, and it's just yeah. <laughs> going to be a bit of a David show, I imagine, but we'll see how we go. Um, before we begin, I just want to just do a little bit of a recap. Uh, we are studying to become spiritual warriors, effective spiritual warriors. And uh, we're learning about the different strategies of warfare. And so what we need to just sit down and remember now is um, to understand warfare, you need to understand discipline, mm-hmm. stroke discipleship. You need to become a student of the art of what you're studying. So you need to become a student. If you want to be a spiritual warrior, you need to become a student of the art of war. Yes. And obviously we know what Sun Tzu says about knowing your enemy, knowing yourself, and you won't have to worry about the outcome of a battle. And what I say is that know God, know yourself, know the enemy, and you won't have to worry about the outcome of a battle. And over the last couple of weeks, we've been looking at deepening our knowledge of of who we are, who God is. And now we're going to be looking at deepening our knowledge on who the enemy is. Yes. I'm not going to go too much in depth into this because I'd rather spend time writing about this and, and, and focusing, you know, just discussing this. But most of it's going to be in writing because there's going to be a lot of scriptural background. And yeah. Because the minute we start going into this area, we're going to start getting into some possible areas of controversy. Okay. Uh, what well, can you have an for instance for one well, of those? For instance, or? you know, the, well, the, the minute you start talking about the enemy, you're going to have to start talking about um, the the ministry of deliverance, mm-hmm. or setting people free from the enemy. And and once you get into ministry of deliverance, topical subject, people like to talk about it. Yes. Very controversial, because not much is in the Bible about it. You you see Jesus delivering people, but you know, there's no clear cut method etc yeah. uh with lucifer with studying angels and demons well with studying demons etc is, is is also another area that can if you're not very careful you can really start going down some wild and weird paths yeah and is it true that there are certain churches that don't actually acknowledge the existence of satan would that i wouldn't i wouldn't well i i don't know i can't answer that okay. question for definite but i would say that there would be a lot of christians who would like to go through their christian walk not looking at that aspect of their christianity yes 
you know, so it's God, we serve God, we love God, etc., etc. And anything and, and, that's... And, and everything's good and hunky-dory, but we just close our eyes to uh, spiritual warfare, the enemy, etc. And if something were to happen, then it's not necessarily Satan that's come against you. It's your own fault. It's your own... Well, I wouldn't know how they would interpret that. Yeah, because well, I live my life according to spiritual battle <laughs> and everything. You know, spiritual battle for me is... Or spiritual warfare for me is discipleship. I just... I see it... I see it so often in people and I think it's important to acknowledge that it's it's different in each person of course it's different but a lot of and we're not definitely not saying don't go and find demons under every rock or every single thing that happens yeah. to you is necessarily a work of the enemy but it's important to recognize that there is an enemy that he does exist and that he does want to steal kill and destroy yeah well uh, you can add to that is it's important for us to understand that we are at war we are we we are members of an army we are members of a kingdom at war with a rebellious section of that kingdom and we are now need are, are needed to go in and establish the kingdom of god in this rebellious situation mm. and establish the principles and laws of this kingdom and we are there to also set people free who are entangled in this enemy rebellion mm. and that's going to be that is warfare yeah Isaiah 61 is warfare. Mm. Matthew 28 is warfare. You know, you can flower it up, mm. but it's warfare because you, 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 you're sent into the world to get disciples. The, in the world, and now you're going to read, see some of the titles of the enemy. Mm. For example, he is the God of this world. So you're going into his house mm. to take away his treasure. You're going to have to fight for it. Yeah. Have to bind up the strong man. Exactly. See, I have been listening. <laughs> <laughs> okay, there's one word before we go in. Uh, it's used, I think, in, in, in Genesis where the Lord says that he will put enmity between the snake, the serpent, and the woman. That's right, yeah. Now, do yourself a, uh, a little bit of a homework study the word enmity yeah well that's what i was going to about yeah. to ask you what that yeah. meant you're not going to tell us no you? no i'll tell okay, you okay good mean, but 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 just go and think about the word enmity because later on in the in in these podcasts i want to talk about what happens when you deal with enemy the enemy what do you do when you come to grips with the enemy mm. spiritual the spiritual enemy and then the physical representatives of that enemy what do you deal what do you how do you deal with these yeah. two different types and one of the things that you need to have very clear in your mind is this aspect of enmity there is enmity between the forces of darkness and you as a descendant of woman the enmity has been placed there, there and, and, and for me the, 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 the feeling I get or the, the understanding I have of this word is pure hostility yeah alright there is the, the the enemy has nothing good in his heart whatsoever mm. for me. Mm. Nothing. See, where last week we were talking about how he is a master tactician, which is to say that he's he's pretty he can be pretty clever and pretty sneaky. He's supreme tactician. See, see what we're saying there though is actually saying be wary. Like we're actually giving him something. Do you know what I mean? Like we're actually saying he's good at that. He's he wouldn't. He would never think that about us. Is that what we're saying here? No, no. He hates you beyond hatred. Yeah. All right. 
Yeah. He won't even if if you beg for mercy, he will not get it from him. Mm. He will bind you more. If he if he knocks you down, and you say, "Okay, I give up," he'll want to kill you while you're down. Mm-hmm. There is no ounce of give in his hatred towards you. That's the enemy you face. And that's a scary thought. And remember, he, he he's a master deception, a master of deception, and so he will mask that hatred of you with a lot of lovely lies, deception, false teachings, lovely teachings, beautiful teachings, yeah. beautiful sin enticements. Man, he's <laughs> got one of the most fantastic public relations offices yeah. that you'll ever have. He'll like come up to you and put his arm around you and Absolutely. say, "Hey, come on, no, come this way. It's a great. I've got a great <laughs> idea for you. Just walk with me down here. Absolutely, we'll be we'll be sitting pretty and yeah. His hatred eventually comes around. Pure, pure hatred. Right, that's a sobering thought. That's who you're dealing with. Yeah, so it's I guess what we can get from that and don't take this subject lightly. No, don't take the enemy lightly ever in your walk. Never, never. never. All right, the first the first name. And I think this is probably the original name uh, that the enemy goes by is the name Lucifer. Mm-hmm. And we find that Isaiah 14 verse 12. Um, essentially what that word means, it comes from one of, the, one of the root words it comes from in the Greek, uh, not Greek, the Hebrew is halal. Uh, now, I, I probably get those pronunciations wrong. So, if there's anyone from the Middle East that speaks Arabic or, 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 or Hebrew, not Hebrew, or, <laughs> not Arabic, Hebrew, and I, I've got it wrong, I apologize. But, the, it, you know, we get our word hallelujah from. Yeah. Which is the worship in the name of the Lord. And, 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 and it comes from the same root word, and it means to be bright, to shine, splendid. You know, to praise, to celebrate, glorify, mm. you know, to be famous. And now Lucifer, we, we, we think was probably the number one angel of heaven, the number one angel of heaven. And we think that his job was to gather the angels together to bring the worship of the angels before the Lord. Mm. And he was splendid. I mean, you go and read about what he was, what his makeup was. And, 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 and what he looked like. He was splendid. He was magnificent. And we think that his, his responsibility was, was to bring the worship of heaven before God. Which, so that's the first name, Lucifer. Right, okay. Now, one thing I want you to, to, to understand is, um, aside from the enmity that he has for you and his soul and his and his fellow demons what what they have for you um he oh now my mind's gone blank it's okay <laughs> it's okay right, let's go to the next one i'll probably come up as i begin this one next one son of the morning that's the next one son of the morning son of the morning what does that mean 2 corinthians eleven fourteen. For Satan himself transforms himself into an angel of light. and uh, There's light again. Yeah. Favorite. Favorite. He, is a, he was a favorite. Right. You know, uh, favorite of light. He's no longer the son of the morning, you know, because he's, he's removed himself. He's, he's removed himself from being part of the elect angels. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, he's, he's still 
all these titles are still his. They still belong to him. Yeah. Uh, his position. Now, one of the things you need to remember is that inside of him, he's turned completely against God. Mm-hmm. And yet, he will still use these things in his service to neutralize the purposes of God in your life. And so later on, we're going to see that the, the, the angel, he transforms himself into an angel of light. Right. Now, even though he's completely opposite, oh, this is what I wanted to say, opposite and anti. Yeah. Well, I knew it would come back to <laughs> Okay. The intention of Satan is he is completely opposite. Yes. If, there's, if you've got God in one corner, Satan will be the complete opposite of God. Mm-hmm. At the same time, he is anti, like you get the word antichrist. Antichrist is the opposite of Jesus, yet he will try and come and replace Jesus. Yes. So anti is in, re- in place of. Yes. So the devil will come and oppose the purposes of God in your life, or the devil will come and bring something to replace the purposes of God in your life. And that's why he can transform himself into an angel of light. He will come to you like an angel of light. Yeah, okay, I see. Uh, another one of his is Satan. Yes. Okay, why, uh, 1 Chronicles 21, 1. Now Satan stood up against Israel. Matthew 4, 10. Then Jesus said to him, away with you, Satan. So we get the word, the, the title, uh, the word Satan, and it's the same in Hebrew as it is in, in English. Now, in Greek, it's called Satanas. Now, if you're Greek and you study original Greek, I probably got that wrong as well. I'm not a very good li- linguistic scholar. I think it's okay. I think <laughs> people listening probably can't help you that much. <laughs> but here's the thing. Satan means attacker, adversary, resenter. He is opposed. He is an enemy. He is a persecutor. He is an accuser. Right. The Greek word, the meaning of the Greek word coming out here is one who holds a grudge against you. Right. One who carries animosity, who uses seduction to get you to fall and then accuses you because you've fallen. Jeez, those are big. Like, <laughs> it's not that it, Satan doesn't mean dormant no. or lighthearted, does it? It's tremendous. Tremendous? Mm. It's huge, you know? Another one is the devil. Another one of his titles the devil. Uh, John eight forty four. we get quite a few little meanings out of this passage of scripture here. You want to read the um, whole thing? Yeah. You, uh, you are of your father the devil, and the desires of your father you want to do. He was a murderer from the beginning and does not stand in truth, because there is no truth in him. When he speaks a lie, he speaks from his own resources, for he is a liar and the father of it. Hmm. Greek word diabolos, accuser. Right, the devil means the accuser. Now, we got the accuser later on. We'll bring it out a little bit later on. He falsely accuses. Mm-hmm. One who divides people without reason. That's why one, uh, when I was preaching on, uh, on Sunday, uh, what was it, part four of how to avoid hurts and offenses in the church. And I was talking about um, we need to be careful between a reproach and a rebuke. Yes. And we need to be careful as Christians. And I posed the question... How often do we Christians use enemy weapons, whether we are unaware of it or whether we are aware of it? Mm. And then we were talking about um, not taking on the sin of a brother or not taking an offense on behalf of another brother yes. when he's been rebuked. Yes. And we use the scripture, if you are going to come against, if you're going to lay a charge against someone or an accusation against someone, you must bring witnesses. That is clearly in there because 
the writers of the word of God realize that the devil is an accuser. And he, one of his weapons is to accuse, accuse falsely. Mm. Now, in the world system, you throw mud at people often enough, it starts to stick. Yes. And people will begin to believe. And so reputations get destroyed by all these gossip mongers and, and things like that. And people can believe it about themselves, the exactly. accusations. So you, you, you've just got to be very, very aware of when you're looking at these titles and names of the devil, you can start to, real, you just can start to recognize when we go to weapons training, a lot of this stuff out here, I'm going to start bringing out. You know, like for example, the devil is does not stand in truth the devil is a murderer the devil is a liar and an interesting thing about the word devil is not found in the old testament it's a new testament word really? uh, yeah so he's a murderer we see that there as well and he is a he, there, there is no truth in him whatsoever interesting one it is next one's also pretty interesting revelation 9 11 and we've got a hebrew and greek word here Abaddon or Apollyon. And there and, and, and they had a king over them, the angel of the bottomless pit, whose name in Hebrew is Abaddon, but in Greek his name yeah, he has the name Apollyon. Now remember I preached a sermon, I think, a while ago, and I'll be bringing it into the podcast of of, of looking at the and the anatomy of a demon and, and, and looking at how you can trace the name of a demon all the way back through the scriptures mm -hmm. and we looked at how different names actually apply to the same demon yes and 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 and, and those names began developing after the tower of babel when the languages got scattered so the same name appears in different languages but it's the same entity behind the name mm-hmm Mm -hmm. Well, here we here we get a similar situation. We've got two names, one in Hebrew, one in Greek, Abaddon. Abaddon is a destroyer. He is the destroyer. He is a ruiner. Uh, it's a place of destruction. There is annihilation. There is down, uh, you know, there's just downfall. So anytime this angel of the bottomless pit gets involved in anything, it's for destruction. Really? It's to bring ruin. You know, it's 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 even the name of the place of destruction, annihilation. It wants to create downfall, mm -hmm. to tear down. So that's the one there, uh, the angel of the bottomless pit. So the angel of the bottomless pit is a position. It looks like with the name. The name of that angel is Abaddon or Apollyon. And that angel is also Lucifer. We. That's think. what we're. What's it? What the? Okay. We think. Jeez. We think. So that's if, if not Lucifer, it's a very very high ranking in his army demon because it's the bottomless pit is where the the where God is going to put um, the the devil in for the thousand year reign during the, during the thousand year reign when Jesus rules on earth. <laughs> Yikes. <laughs> Okay, next one, Revelation twelve ten, accuser. So we we see that the devil, in John eight forty four, is is a, a, a name of the devil is the accuser, one who accuses falsely. Here in Revelation twelve ten, it comes up again. Then I heard a loud voice saying in heaven, Now salvation and strength and the kingdom of God and the power of his Christ have come for the accuser of our brethren who accused them before our God day and night has been cast down. 
I often have fun with people with this scripture because you know you just ask them, well, where is where is the devil primarily right now? Where would you say? Where where would he? Because the devil is not everywhere present. God's Holy Spirit is everywhere present. But where is but but the devil can only be in one place at one time. Yeah, right. Where is he right now? I don't know. Off the I've top just of my read head. it to you. Yeah, I know. I have to read it again. <laughs> it's hard sometimes with scripture; it can blend together. <laughs> oh, can I? Do you mind yep, if I read it out? Yep, then yep. I heard a loud voice saying in heaven, "Now salvation and strength and the kingdom of our God and the power of His Christ have come. For the accuser of our brethren, who accused them before our God day and night, has been cast down. So he's been cast down. Yeah. But this is a future event because this is an event we think might take place during the tribulation period. Right, yes. And so, so right at this point, he is accusing us before the throne of God. So he is accusing you right now before God himself. And mm -hmm. Jesus himself right now is saying, Father, I died for Ben's sins. I died for David's sins. Really? Right now. I did not know that. That's... um. That's that changes how you look at things, doesn't it? Because I, I remember I was reading, I was reading Matthew the other day, and Jesus was saying, you know, I will give a testimony to my friends, you know, whoever said, preaches in my name. I can't remember the exact verse, but I will testify on his behalf toward my father. And so that's why, because the accuser's coming from the opposite side, mm -hmm. making a case against us. Absolutely, that's a bit terrifying. <laughs> Why? Oh, it's, <laughs> it's just, I don't know whether the Jesus word, is defending me. Yeah, well, actually, that's a good point. It's just, I never <laughs> thought, I never thought that Satan would be up there hurling insults at me like that. Yeah. And I just, like, now, like now, I'm saying now, again. Now, like now, now, think about this. Think about this. Remember the question I asked the church yesterday in that sermon? How often do we use satanic weapons? Yes. Bring in a false accusation. Or carrying an accusation without witnesses against a brother is using satanic weapons in the church. Yeah, it is. You don't do it the biblical way. If you don't do it the biblical way. Biblical way is not letter writing or saying it to this one, saying it to that one, creating problems. Biblical way is Matthew 18. Mm -hmm. You know, or, or Timothy where Paul says, you know, if you're going to bring an accusation against an elder, and I always use elder stroke believer, have your two witnesses bring it, do it in a proper manner, and get it sorted out so that it's biblically sorted out. I always seem to like accusation tends to be in the form of gossip. I always see mm. people mm. talking behind people's backs is how it seems to come out. Psalm one, with little being said to the actual party being accused. Yep, yep. Uh, next one, adversary. You better keep a check on our time here. Yeah, what is the time? <laughs> oh my goodness, twenty-two right. minutes. We're up to number nine. Okay, adversary. All right, that's another one that we found this one in uh, 1 Peter 5, 8. Be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary, the devil, walks around like a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour one. Yeah, we've heard so, that one a lot yeah, in our oh, church. Yep. Yes. Yep. So Seeking whom he may devour. It's not just take a munch on. It's maul to death yep. and eat. Enmity. Yeah. Enmity. If he can take a bite out of you, he's going to bite you. If he can rip you, he's going to rip you. If he can kill you, he's going to kill you. He will go to the full extent to completely annihilate you because that's in his nature, that's in him. There is no give in him regards to you because you, you are his enemy because you're standing next to his greatest enemy, which is the Lord God himself. Mm. All right, next one, Belial. 2 Corinthians 6.15 
Okay, and what accord has Christ with Belial, or what part has a believer with an unbeliever? Belial, uselessness, corruption, lawlessness, worthless, wicked. Mm. Yeah, how many people get influenced and get spoken to with this? Yeah, you are useless. You're but the, word, the, the words come, the word, the, you know, the accusations and the wounds come in to destroy God's purpose in your life. And, 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 and the name of this demon is Bilal. The name of this enemy is Bilal. And so within his army, he's got people that will sow uselessness into, into people, will sow corruption into people, lawlessness, worthlessness, wickedness. And, and, and when, we, when we go in and analyze how an enemy attacks, you can actually see that you will have... Um, a specific enemy coming in, bringing a specific attack, but it can manifest itself in the church. It can manifest itself in the New Age movement. It can manifest itself in, in, in a false religion. They will all have different names, but the intent behind it, the root behind the DNA behind it, will come right back down. So if there's something that's promoting worthlessness or corruption, mm. you probably be able to trace back to one source, Bilal. Mm. And then it'll just look differently in different areas. And that's one of the things that we're going to go into a little bit in depth. Which goes, which is a lot what is pervasive in our society today, which is this idea that we're not any more than animals. We're not any more than descendants from monkeys. And the, the dog that we keep as a pet has as many rights as we do as human beings. And I mean, that's just sowing in that worthlessness, you know. When you die, there's no eternal purpose to your life. You're going to die and just rot in the ground. And that's sowing in that uselessness, that worthlessness. Well, well, this is one of the things we're going to talk about later on when we deal, deal with weapons is um, what does, when, when, when a, we, we look at the different trees. Remember the tree sermon I used to uh, I, I definitely do. Where I remember the got, great clip art you had up yeah, there. Yeah, the, you've got, the, you've got <laughs> that uh, DNA. The DNA of the root is the same DNA that you'll find in the leaf. And so the leaf... The DNA of the tree of righteousness will be the same as the, 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 the leaf in the tree of righteousness. The DNA from the enemy's tree will be the same as the leaf. Now, you might have a leaf facing east. You might have a leaf facing west. You know, you might have a leaf that's trying to grow into the church and, that, and, and they duplicate themselves to look like they the look tree exactly of righteousness. They look exactly the same. Because what, what I just said, there's yeah. nothing wrong, necessarily, if you just let me permit mm. me a second. I was just saying, look after your pets. And you, that can look fine. Just respect your pets. Don't hurt, harm animals. Well, which the is... Bible talks about looking after your exactly. pets. Exactly. But it's that DNA that I was talking about yeah. that's shifted. And the, the root of it, as you say, yeah. is naturalism where we're just... Yeah, well, if you put naturalism over God and over his purposes, that's when you start looking, okay, this, this leaf, it's trying to duplicate the Bible, but there's a DNA yeah. in there that's completely different. Yeah. But we'll, we'll go into that at a later stage. And that's why it's so important to begin to understand names and, and, and what they mean. Definitely. Belzebub. Be Belzebub. Belzebub. I always said, Beel I always said Beelzebub. <laughs> Is that wrong? I don't know. Oh. <laughs> Prince of Devils. So the title, remember we had the title there, uh, Prince of the Bottomless Pit and his yes. name. Prince of Devils or Ruler of Devils. The name of the ruler of devils is Beelzebub. Matthew 12, 24, Pharisees come along when Jesus is healing and saying, he is casting out demons except by Beelzebub, the ruler of demons. You know, so he's, this is what he's saying. Now, Beelzebub, also the, the name Beelzebub means the Lord of the flies or the Lord of the heavenly habitation. 
according to the Jewish uh, thought, um, he was a pagan god. Belzebub was a pagan, pagan god, and he was considered by the Jews to be the most wicked and evil of demonic spirits. Hmm. Okay, so you've got, he is the ruler of demons, or he's the prince of devils, and his name is Belzebub. Okay, how many more can we do? Uh, yeah, go a couple more. You might have to power through them. Unless you uh, want to extend it and do them, the rest of them next week. Oh, I'd rather do the, the work of the devil next week. Okay. And how many All right, well, let's just hammer it through, uh, David. Prince of the power of the air. Ephesians 2, 2 which would look at uh, sort of the, the spirit realm. That's the, in the heavenlies. Not God's heaven. Heavenlies, and that's where the, the battle in Daniel fought, was fought, remember? That's with right, the, yes. With, with the territorial spirits. The Prince of Persia. Yes. How does that work? And I'm not, I'm not, I'm breaking up your last two or three minutes, whatever you have here, <laughs> I'm sorry. But power of the air, what does that mean, air? Is that what you're talking about, heavenly? Yeah, the heavenly, in, in, in which, uh, Ephesians 2, 2, in which you once walked according to the, co- uh, the, the course of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air, the spirit who now works in the sons of disobedience. So the spiritual realm. Yes. That's what he's doing. not talking about the atmosphere yeah, that we not, breathe. He's yeah. talking about the spirit realm. Okay. Okay. Which cool. is not God's spirit realm. Now we can we can go in and have a big discussion about how many realms there are in the spirit, etc. I, I stick to what I read in Paul where he says he says there was a man caught up into the third heaven. So I say, Well, there's our existence here on earth and then there's the spirit realm where it's mainly the angelic habitation and then you've got god's throne the third mm. heaven okay that's me that's well i yep. can go with that until i find something <laughs> better <laughs> anyway sorry keep going john fourteen thirty, prince of this world okay so jesus is talking he's talking about the ruler of this world i will no longer talk much with you for the ruler of this world is coming and he has nothing in me in Ephesians 6.12, you've got the ruler of, rulers of darkness. So you've got quite a few things here in Ephesians 6.12. You've got principalities, you've got powers, you've got rulers of the darkness of this age, and you've got spiritual hosts of wickedness in the heavenly places. We're going to probably go into that quite extensively hmm. in, in, in weapons warfare. Cool. So that is Ephesians 6.12. Uh, and that is the ranking, I believe, of the satanic army. So you'll have those ranks in there. Yep. Uh, Genesis 3.4, Serpent. Okay, uh, dragon, Revelation twelve six, mm-hmm. tempter, Matthew four three. The tempter came to Jesus. The uh, unclean spirit. I've uh, I've got to get the right scripture there. My scripture here is, is a bit wrong when I was doing my checkup, so I've still got to get the right. Okay, scripture. okay, you yeah. Can, you can find uh, unclean spirits in in in, in the gospel. Look up in Matthew and concordance and just look up. Yeah, unclean. he's an unclean spirit. Yes, the devil is the the unclean spirit, and and all his demons are unclean spirits. Wicked one, Matthew thirteen nineteen. You know, when anyone hears the word of the kingdom and does not understand it, then the wicked one comes and snatches away what was sown in his heart. This is he who receives the seed by the wayside. Brilliant scripture of the sower. And remember, I preached a sermon, I think it was when I went, went when we went up to Warwick. Oh, you weren't there, right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> we played. How long were you waiting to oh, wheedle yeah. that one in there? Brilliant uh, laser skirmish. Brilliant time had by everyone except Ben. Ah, oh, but Ben, what are we doing at boot camp? That's true. Yeah. David's bringing me laser skirmish just for me. <laughs> So nice. 
Okay, so we've got the wicked one there, and then uh, in John eight forty four, Father of Lies, and then John ten ten, the thief. He is a thief. He steals. He steals. You know, you can be on his side, but he's going to steal from you. Mm. He's going to give you, he give you the world, but he'll steal from you. Yeah, that's what he promises Jesus. Yep, I'll give you everything. Bow down and worship me. Can I ask one question before yep. we finish up? This is just something that I've been thinking about. So, God created all the angels, yes. and Satan fell, or Satan chose to rebel against God. Yes. So, God still has authority over every single realm. Yes. So, in theory, if he wanted to, he could just rebuke Satan, and he could rebuke all of Satan's wicked forces out of the earth just right now, if he wanted to. Yes. But he doesn't. And is that, I believe that. Is that because that he still respects them enough to allow them free will no no well what, can no. you help me out here i'm just um trying to think about it that's okay. all we don't have time to do this do we no fetch yeah, where's my bible <laughs> in spite of me uh reading all these scriptures out they're on a piece of paper they're not in my bible yeah <laughs> He's, he's, he's diligent. He plans ahead and types it all out. And... I hope I'll be able to find the one scripture I'm looking for because I find it I find it absolutely fascinating. Obviously, I'm going to give myself a little bit of leeway in terms of being able to say this is possibly a reason. It's not probably won't be the reason. Mm-hmm. Um, in, in, in Ephesians chapter 3, verse 10, it, we, we, Paul writes... And, and and talks about the church and he's saying his intent this is God his intent was that now through the church the manifold wisdom of God should be made known to the rulers and authorities in heavenly place according to his eternal purpose which he accomplished in Christ Jesus our Lord I find that fascinating mm. I find that fascinating because somehow you know the devil's accusing God and he's accusing God by saying, I should have been God because look at me and you've just done this to me. So he's accusing God. Mm-hmm. He's the accuser. God, basically, in my book is saying, you know, I am righteous. I am I'm holy. What I say will take place. But I'm going to show you anyway just how righteous I am by using the church. And right. so Satan's coming and he's trying to do everything he can to disrupt the church from revealing the manifold wisdom of God which will be made known to these Ephesians 6 rulers, principalities, rulers of darkness, etc, etc, etc. Okay, just put that in your head there. Okay. Go back to Job. Yes. Have you considered my servant Job? Mm. Don't you see a picture there? Yeah. Yeah. Satan is saying, I can't touch him, you know, I can't touch him because you're protecting him, but you let me touch him and he'll curse you. And God's saying, really? I'll show you. Yeah. He won't curse you. Which... He will serve me and love me no matter what you do to him. It's really, that shines new light on things like when we're talking about glorifying God and glorifying his name, doesn't it? Because we're showing Satan... God's glory. We're shining for God. Is that is that we're sort of getting there? That's righteousness as, of Christ. As you walk and fulfill God's purpose for your life, His intent is that now, 
through you, he will reveal his wisdom to these angels. That's that's awesome. Yeah. So, yeah. It puts, I love it because it puts weight on everything. Do you know what I mean? Every conversation. Yeah. I work at Blockbuster. Every conversation with every customer has that weight. And I love that. I love purpose. It's yeah, good. Yeah. Good. All right. I'm ready to go out there now, David. <laughs> oh, I'm ready. Send me out. <laughs> Not really. It's too hot. Anyway, uh, we'll finish up there. We're way, way over time. Apologies to you guys, but I hope you've stuck with us. Thanks very much for listening and just as always we just recommend you check out our website which is www.life-house.net there's many resources and ways to contact us there and David's just put up a new blog so you can get more (laughs) thoughts and more rambled feelings from him each week which is a really good read he talks about Warwick I think don't you yeah Warwick trip yeah Warwick trip yeah your Warwick trip oh yes not mine I was (laughs) but anyway thanks guys for listening and we'll, we'll see you next week for David, the works. Works and aims of Satan. Works and aims of Satan. And then we're probably going to start getting into weapons training after this. Cool. So looking at specific weapons that the enemy uses, looking at specific weapons that we use mm. and the effectiveness. And then I'm probably going to go on my soap, soapbox a bit by ranting and raving about why are we using satanic weapons when ours are so superior. <laughs> <laughs> good, good. All right, guys, we'll see you soon. See you, everyone. Have a good week.